0: Hello friends, welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Mandy Foster. What's up? So today, we are doing our type 9 interview, and the 9s have been waiting a long time. We've gone through all the other types. They're like, hey, I already struggle to feel like my presence matters, and you put me at the end. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> I bet no one has said that. <laughs> Probably no one's ever thought that, but next time I'm going to prioritize the nines. We're going to start with the nines or something. I don't know. They're going to go like third. Um, <laughs> we're going to go out of order. So that way they're not last. But I am so, so excited that today we have with us a good friend, Rachel you. Hey. Yeah. You know,
1: it's so funny because I actually have thought that every time because I'm a nine and I'm always at the end and I'm always like, man. And I was waiting for this podcast, actually, wondering, like, oh, I can't wait till they interview someone for for what? the type nine. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> 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 that but is so no, I'm so excited so to be on the with you guys.
2: Oh, we're so excited to have you. I think that's really funny. And what the irony of like a nine who doesn't like conflict, but might also feel kind of like left out like they always have to wait till the end so like I feel like there's a little irony in that you just gotta wait longer for good things there, that's yeah. but that's what a nine would say they would just be like cool with. <laughs> cool with it whatever like, it is whatever. Yeah, right. let everybody else go first we'll just be at the end exactly. that's fine I guess <laughs> like I feel like that's the nine I don't
1: right. know we'll get into it more
2: but
0: so Rachel is an incredible artist um and you guys have to follow her all of her art has so much symbolism the colors are so vibrant and yeah just speak to the glory of the Lord and everything that she does she is one of the kindest people one of the best listeners and just such a genuine heart so grounded and down to earth and I I'm just so grateful to know you and um I I just can't I can't think of a better person to to be our first type nine interview
1: oh man you're making me smile really big thank you (laughs) I appreciate it that's very kind of you yeah I mean I was just, as I was thinking through the Enneagram and listening to your podcast at the beginning of the year, I was thinking, wow, a, a lot of this stuff has really impacted my life. So I'm excited that I get to be on here and share some of it. Yay!
0: Yes. Yay! <laughs> so, Rachel, why don't you just tell us where you're from, what you do, a little bit about mm-hmm. your life, just like kind of a brief overview of who is Rachel? Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, I'm a visual artist, I'm a painter. And that's what I do for work. Um, I live in Pennsylvania right now, uh, outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, currently, my life just looks a little slowed down. I've been traveling a lot and doing a little bit more um, outdoor things. Just got back from like a bike ride that we did a couple days. Uh, I live in a cabin in the Whoa, woods. Wait, wait. Did your you bike say... ride lasted a couple days? <laughs> Yes, so um, me and my fiance right now, uh, we did a so bike ride. So many people ride. are gonna be like, "What?" what? <laughs> yeah, right. Surprise. <laughs> um, we did a bike ride from Pittsburgh to Washington D.C., uh, and it took us four and a half days. And by the end of it, our butts hurt beyond belief. <laughs> I bet. My lost feeling in my right hand. <gasps> uh, we camped the whole way too. So. Um, it was just get up and bike all day but yeah it was it was awesome it was so life-giving and it was so it was challenging and so much fun at the same time
2: wow Wow. I love that and just to have like the lifestyle to be able to go out and do that Mm -hmm. and experience it and then come home and paint like Mm -hmm. not that I'm trying to like um what's romanticize your life because you know there's yeah, mundane yeah. things about er, I, but like I, that sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah
0: I, I, I it actually, is pretty amazing. I actually think that sounds awful but like I'm so really? excited for you. <laughs> what? <The laughs> back to bike that the yeah he yeah, yeah, don't like like that, that. It's and sound bike, and, <laughs> it sounds horrible. Sounds but like like I'm excited <laughs> like I'm happy that you like found so much joy <laughs> Like wow. I can appreciate it, but I, mm-hmm. I would, I would not want to go on a
1: four day bike ride. Yeah. That, that sounds like a lot.
0: <laughs> that
1: sounds amazing. Well, you know, things like that, I've found that I really, I, those are some of my passions. I love doing things that other people think I would hate to do that. Cause I'm huh. like, I'm doing this. No, people don't like to do this. I'm crazy. Why am I doing this? but I'm going to do it and I'm going to finish it. And I like, there's something about that, Mm. that I just love, you know? And so it makes sense that most people wouldn't want to do it because it was very uncomfortable and you could get caught in the rain. It could be pouring rain for four days and you're just freezing and biking. And, you know, but it's like part of the reason why you do it is Uh because it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: I would not do it, but, but I I (laughs) really, I really, I really appreciate that in you. (laughs) So I love it, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you you still like outdoors. like I do. I like hiking yeah. on, like, paths that have lots of people on them. Yeah. Isn't that a nine
2: thing, too, to want to do, like, original things? I don't know. Like, I feel like I've seen honestly i don't really know much of the motivation of the nine but i feel like a lot of times i've seen i guess i only get this from like meme pages but like (laughs) on the nine section it's like they want to do something that's different from the rest they want to be their own thing almost kind of like a four
0: and that always surprised me when i saw that so i think that that is like technically more of a four trait a lot of nines are gonna relate to a lot of four characteristics and to varying levels and degrees so depending on like their tri type or their their subtype or um what their myers-briggs type is rachel i don't know if you know your myers-briggs but i would assume you're probably Mm -hmm. an infp or an infj and INFJs and INFPs are very like, they tend to have a lot of four characteristics. Hmm. And so you That's can, interesting. But, but they can be a nine. INFJs can be like seven different numbers. Like they're, hmm. um, which it's interesting because it's the rarest Myers Briggs type, but they could be like seven different Enneagram types and still be an INFJ. It's really interesting. And they're equally right brain, left brain. Like it's just an interesting uh, personality type. They want like the freedom to pursue peace they have a lot of like conflicting characteristics where they can be both very stubborn and very compliant um Mm -hmm. and i think that confuses a lot of people of like oh you're so willing to go along to get along here but here you're not willing to budge for anything because you don't Mm -hmm. want anybody to push you into something or or try and make you do something that you don't want to do and some of it is because of that natural tendency to want to avoid conflict and go with the flow and in ways they've been hurting that before that I think nines tend to be more stubborn and don't want to be influenced. So there's, there's like a, a strong like independence and desire for adaptability and autonomy and freedom. Um, and a, but I, I want to maintain harmony. I want everybody to get along. I want, I see all these different perspectives and where different people are coming from. And, and I, I, if I can see it, then I can help them see where the other person is coming from. And so they become mm-hmm. great mediators. Um, and yeah, so I don't know if that makes
1: sense. I don't know if I
0: answered the question.
1: I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I would say like me as a nine, I think I, I was just listening to your, your nine wing podcast and mm-hmm. where you guys are talking about lyric <laughs> what is lyric, um, But, uh, I was like, oh, I think I am a nine wing eight. I thought I was a wing one, but, Mm. um, and, and it's because I have this weird conflict in me where I am very like, I feel like I understand everyone and I am very like go with the flow, but then I have this other thing in me that's like very like, no, like, yeah. And, and then I have the silent, um, what are they called protests that I wage that I didn't realize (laughs) I'll do I'll do these little silent protests nobody knows I'm protesting or or, you know like (laughs) rebelling against them but they're like silent rebellions you know (laughs) I've never heard of
2: this yeah that makes so much
0: sense though I love that Mm -hmm. uh share a little bit more about that like Describe a silent protest. What that looks like for you, or a particular (laughs) instance of that. It happened
1: recently. I'm trying to think of what it was that happened. It'll be like something that nobody notices, but I'm I refuse to do this thing. Those are like little ways to kind of keep like your like uh, autonomy. You're saying, or like I'm still in charge of my life, sort of things. Mm -hmm. Even if, but in a way that doesn't bother anyone because they don't notice. (laughs) Exactly. In a way that like doesn't hurt anyone or make them. But it could be me like saying like, I'm going to go on this bike trip and I'm not going to do some like safety thing that people want me to do. You know, oh, you're going on, you're going on a bike trip. You should blah, blah, blah. You know, this is what you should do. And my silent war will be. I'm not going to do that safety thing. like. But you're not, <laughs> I know, but, but like, you're not even going to
2: tell them because you don't want exactly. to have that they conversation. You're like, it literally I mean, doesn't matter if they know or not. It's just for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't want people to know because I don't want them to feel like I'm yeah, dishonoring them or something. But for me, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so Nobody will know.
0: I wonder if that has to do with just that fight in nines to um, maintain like their identity as an individual. Um, Because I think for a lot of nines, they, they can have a tendency, especially in seasons where they're processing a lot of pain or they're really overwhelmed and busy to kind of lose a sense of self. And so yeah. um I wonder if, if that's kind of tied to that of like I'm going to if, if if I have to like wage a silent war over these small things mm-hmm. just to know that I'm maintaining my independence and individuality and I know who I am outside mm-hmm. of the people that I am around or that I serve or I'm I'm caring for. If that's almost like a I don't know. I, I think it's really it's an interesting characteristic and I think probably most nines will relate to what you're sharing uh, in some ways, maybe some won't, maybe some, you know, will have more of a one wing or have um, a subtype where they, they don't have that strong desire to like wage a silent war and protest. <laughs> but yeah, um, right. all nines are stubborn <laughs> um, in various yeah. ways and um will push back on, on being pushed or influenced, which is really interesting. Uh-huh
2: is that why lyric wears wooden japanese flip-flops probably, Maybe. probably. <laughs> like i am still my own man and i'm gonna yeah. be weird yeah he's like i don't care he wears this thing. i don't care what society he's gonna wear his big <laughs> pants he has overalls now i
1: don't know if you've seen the overalls <laughs> <laughs> that's probably totally it though it's like i'm gonna still do something strange that doesn't really hurt anybody but like yeah it hurts me, no one it's me keeping myself like yeah yeah, yeah. that's so interesting yeah. see like oh, i don't know what lyric is we still can't tell he, if he's, he's a 5 or a 9 okay well when i was listening to your debate i think he might be an 8 because actually i was like oh he's definitely an 8 cuz lyric like likes to argue oh a wing eight he, I'm, I'm sorry he's a wing 8 9 wing oh. 8 yeah well at this In
2: point we don't even know if he's a, a, nine. a 9 we've we've thought he might be actually a five on the enneagram because he's so in his head he's so intellectual
0: and and, and he doesn't he doesn't he mind conflict really yeah
2: yeah that's the thing he doesn't really mind conflict but no, he also he doesn't he doesn't like it but he won't back down from it when it but he also
0: likes like intentionally making people a little uncomfortable like, yeah, he definitely
2: does. Yeah, like, I,
0: I wonder if him and John are the same.
2: I don't think he likes it. I think he yeah. just is could, really could good at making them
0: feel uncomfortable could, and doesn't
2: realize it.
0: No, no, I think no, I think I actually asked him that question and, and he was like, oh yeah, no, I, I don't mind making people uncomfortable. And, and he said he does do it what? intentionally sometimes. He doesn't. He does do it intentionally. Yeah, I think he I does. Just thought he was oblivious. All the time. I thought he was just oblivious to
2: people's <laughs> ob- feelings. Because, because in my, I just thought, because like, I want everyone to feel good and okay. And I want to, you know, also everyone to just feel good about me. And so I want everyone to be okay at all times. So if he does something to make people feel uncomfortable, you know, my thought is he literally must not even know that he's doing this because what sane person would want <laughs> other people to feel uncomfortable and let themselves yeah, right. do it on that. purpose.
1: Like, yeah, and that's not really a nine That's thing. not a nine No. Thing. Nines don't so want to do that. Yeah, so maybe he's not a nine. Yeah. But it's hard yeah. because he... Yeah. And, and he could be a nine wing eight. Like,
0: you know, and... Or yeah, I don't know. Or I think eight. we're gonna have
2: a whole a whole episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did have an episode for him. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked about doing an episode just typing him and I think that would be <laughs> really interesting. I've known yeah. several other people that are nines, I've struggled or they're not sure if they're nines or fives, or they've just been mm-hmm. nines and they've related a lot with five. So yeah. I think it's a it's a common mistype. It's a really yeah. interesting dynamic to explore. Yeah, we need to do it. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. Um, Okay. So how did you first learn about the Enneagram, Rachel? And how has uh, that journey of learning about the Enneagram been for you?
1: Mm, I think I first learned about it through um, uh, Sleeping at Last. Mm -hmm. There was the Enneagram songs and stuff. And And, you know, I've always been really interested in personality things just because it helps you understand yourself, helps you grow. Um, But the Enneagram, I didn't quite, I loved the songs and stuff. And I listened to a few of his podcasts that he does, but I didn't quite connect with it. And I couldn't figure out what my type was. I would take tests and I'd always get different ones. But then I finally, I think I probably talked to you and you were like, oh, you're a nine. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so I think I just found the right resources that made more sense for me. Yeah. And then I also, I think like, I never want to do anything that's like the wisdom of the world. I try to steer clear of like anything that could be giving me advice. That's just like someone's opinion or something. But I did like at the beginning of this year, I was more interested in learning about it because I was like, okay, I want to grow and I want to see areas of myself that might be something that I could like be like blind spots. And I felt like it really helped me identify my blind spots. Um, so that was part kind of my journey of being like, okay, I think I can, you know, deal with this.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love it so much. And of course, I love that I got to be a part of that. And that just brings me so much joy.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. It's so awesome. <laughs>
0: so in learning about your type, what have you resonated with the most?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. So at the beginning of the year, you know, I'm praying about the year and asking God to show me things. And I listened to your podcast and something it talked about was, you know, the downfall of nines is sloth, which is really just self-forgetfulness that you can forget about who you are and, and end up picking up other people's passions. And I'd really been struggling with this thing where I was just like, man, I don't feel like myself. And and that's something that um, Sleeping and Lass uh, it says in the song 9, he says, I've felt like half myself for more than half my life. <clears throat> and oh. that he hadn't felt like himself since he was 14. And I was like, I, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I lost myself somewhere um, and and kind of had struggled with codependency even because I have this desire to just serve other people and and can really grab onto other people's visions, but I was just like, man. And so I just sat down with myself and I was like, asked myself some honest questions. Like, well, what am I actually passionate about? And I realized I wasn't passionate about all the things that my friends were passionate about. It was totally different stuff that people think is weird. Like doing some extreme, maybe more extreme, you know, biking or (laughs) doing like, like I've always, ever since I was little, I've always wanted to walk across like a large, piece of land you know across the country or across you know (laughs) things like that that nobody else would be interested in and I thought to myself I don't really want to own a home like I don't really want to do all the things that the people around me are doing I want to I want to explore and I want to adventure and I want to go through really hard things and you know I want to be in really dangerous situations and and so anyway so that really helped me identify some things i needed to drastically change in my life and even that i I moved back home to pennsylvania and i i made some big decisions that were kind of in that where i was just like hey i've been doing what other people or i even what i perceive other people want me to do not that anybody ever told me i needed to do something Mm -hmm. but just what I, i thought that people wanted me to do or who they wanted me to be and you know you're not serving anybody if you're not who god called you to be and so i just i had to really be honest with myself about that Mm. yeah you know it's a good feeling to to be yourself and to be in a place where you feel like you're supposed to be and not pursue somebody else's dream like it's Mm -hmm. that's a very freeing very freeing place to be in Mm. yeah
0: yeah it's beautiful i love
2: it i'm like super inspired yeah just by like (laughs) i'm just like basking in the
0: inspiration Yeah. yeah Um, okay, so in learning about your Enneagram type, what would you say is challenged you the most? Like what's pushed like pushed up against some buttons, some things that were like,
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I have to
0: confront that, but I really don't want
1: to. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so that, you know, a nine goes to three in health, which mm-hmm. is much more disciplined, much more like, you know, and and so that's been something, you know, I've been self employed for like the majority of my adult life and it's been really hard for me because I tend to have trouble prioritizing. I tend to have trouble making myself do stuff, you know, all of that sorts of things. And so I think like, I don't know if I have the words for it, but just like when I listen to the podcast, it talks about, you know, nines maybe being, it it being harder for them to be like motivated and stuff. And that pushes up against Mm -hmm. things inside of me that, that it's hard for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I work really hard to be motivated. I work really hard to, or I try to work really hard to, to address those issues in me. So I'm always making priority lists. I'm always r- making goals for the week and like trying to keep th- those things in front of me because mm-hmm. I know it's harder for me. Whereas other people, it's just easy for them. They're just naturally going get, to get it done, you know, but I tend to procrastinate a lot and if I don't know how to do something, I can push it off forever, and so those are things I have to work really hard at, and can still like struggle with. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I relate to that so much. This year yeah. of working for myself, I've been a complete mess. Mm-hmm. And as a seven, yeah. I think seven and nines are very similar in that, yeah. that regard. But it it is so much harder. <laughs> but like, what a
2: testament to you that you like have that tendency and yet you still have been able to like successfully launch your business and be self-employed and do all of that. And be a successful artist. Yeah. Like that. Not only your own business, but like with art, I feel like that is such a, you know, I don't know. It, that, you wanna it, feel it before you do it. Or yeah, like, yeah. Like there's so much to that. And for you to be able to just like
0: go for it. It's, it says a lot about how hard you've worked internally in order to pursue what you're most passionate about um, and that's that that kind of work is it's not seen by other people and other people don't can't can't really appreciate it because they, they don't see it but um, for you to be creating as much art as you are and to have a successful business doing that like that takes a lot of perseverance and silent breakdowns in the background that nobody <laughs> nobody knows yeah. about <laughs> and, yeah and and bad days and bad weeks and it's a new week we're restarting it's a new morning we're gonna we're gonna try this again we're gonna try it a different way and yeah a lot of that stuff that people don't see so that that just says a lot about who you are as a person and persevering and boy do I relate to that aspect of it <laughs> but yeah. uh I think one of the things that has actually been helping that that specific characteristic has helped me uh in 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 typing nines and helping people figure out what their type is is I'll ask do you have a tendency to procrastinate to secondary tasks like Mm -hmm. to like default to secondary tasks um instead of doing like if you have a deadline if you have something you need to be focused on Mm -hmm. do you end up doing something else and like reorganizing an entire thing and like you did something mm-hmm. but that wasn't the thing you are supposed to be doing and and mm-hmm. I think you know nines they they do they will get things done it's just a matter of whether or not they're getting done the thing that they most want to get done
1: yeah <laughs> does that. totally I mean I'll do that with like um like riding my bike like I have things <sighs> that I just love and I know how to do it mm-hmm. and so I will very easily be like work for a little bit and then just be like, I'm just going to go on a really long bike ride <laughs> and take up a <laughs> whole day, you know, because I know how to do that. And it's not challenging me, you know, but then you then you come back and you still have the work to do. So it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like having to teach yourself how to push through something hard, which I'm, I'm good at with art. I've learned how to do that with art, you know, but if it's a new thing, then be, it's hard. If it's yeah. something mm-hmm. new, you're like writing or... Um, you know anything new that I haven't learned the process of, I will yeah, for my bit more pushback
0: it's uh it's the website it's putting together the website mm. for my business yeah, it's mm. not uh, it's not my wheelhouse yeah. it's not my happy yeah, it's place. something totally new and yeah. and and I get you know, and like when technology doesn't work the way you want it to, you just get super frustrated and mm-hmm. and then you feel like you spent two hours doing something that should have taken five minutes and yeah. anyway. Um, with yeah, lyric,
2: challenging. With lyric, we have a whole house to build, and this year he decided to <laughs> build a hammer dulcimer from scratch. In the <laughs> middle of that, like what? <laughs> you don't need this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, it's such a sl- yeah. That's so real. Yeah, you just do something else, even though you know you have like an agenda. Yeah. You still like. Yeah. yeah. And then he told me the other day he wanted to
2: do oh some some competition. It was like a building, like a builder's competition. And I said, <laughs> you are not going to do that. <laughs> You're not going to do it unless the house is finished. Then you can do it. But we're not we're not doing like so many things. He's just like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm like, no, that is <laughs> finish the house. <laughs> Anyways, that's my
0: battle right now. It'll. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen. Okay, so uh, Rachel, do you tend to have a more positive or negative view of your personality?
1: Um, I probably negative. Mm. I probably in my head was like, I should be a three. I, I in if I were perfect, I would be in a three. You know what I mean? Mm. Thinking like that, so I probably think of it more negatively. So I do limit my intake of learning about my personality because it kind of takes me to like a frustrated place so I just learn enough to I learn enough to grow and then I just kind of leave it there (laughs) um yeah Yeah. but uh yeah probably yeah probably more of a negative
2: that's so interesting and I mean nines go to three in health
0: yeah but I think it's almost like so many things in the Enneagram world that I I think it's just a it's not communicated well. And and that's something that I hope to change, but I think there's so much beauty in every personality type and we want to be self-aware and we want to know how we can grow, but how can we be our best selves? And I think it's not being less of a nine and more of a three. It's being exactly who you are as a nine and taking on the best characteristics of a three to, to be m- mm-hmm. more disciplined and productive and, and self-promoting in some ways. Um, and, and also the best characteristics of a six as well. Nine goes to six in stress, yeah. but you can also take on the best, you can take on positive and negative characteristics of both your path numbers, um, which we haven't covered paths yet. I've thought Interesting. a bit about doing a series on paths. They call them stress and growth numbers, but in reality we take on positive and negative characteristics of both numbers. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think nines are so powerful. And that they are both very analytical and like almost like not that like all nines are wise, but like they they because they are slow to speak, I think they tend to observe more, which is why I think uh, a lot of nines and fives probably
1: mistype. I think that's really interesting. Like I would say like um, I've had um, just countless times where I have two friends. I get along with both of them. I love them both. But for some reason, they hate each other. And I'm like, in the middle of it, like, why don't you guys just love each other, you know, over and over and over again, is this has happened. And I think the struggle for me has been finding the words to articulate what the mm-hmm. problem is and getting to the heart of it. Because, because, you know, it's, it's, you don't want to like ruffle anybody's feathers, which might be why you get along with everybody, you know, yeah. but yeah. But then you're, like, to be able to do to find that point of wisdom that you're talking about where you can say, okay, I've listened to this and I've observed this well. This is what's happening, yeah. you know? And that's where it's, like, you have to, as a nine, you have to ask for, like, wisdom because it's, like, you you see it clearly a lot of the times, but then to being able to, like, tell someone in a way that won't offend them, you know, mm-hmm. it can be a, the hard part.
0: Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah. Probably um and, and I'm not an expert on this at all, but I feel like one of the ways that I've learned to navigate that is being just asking intentional questions, um, to help people yeah. like help themselves get to the heart of it instead mm-hmm. of me trying to figure out like what that is and then be like, Okay, so I think this is it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And instead of doing that being like, Okay, so I I feel like I've observed xyz what where are you coming from in this or what Mm -hmm. What is maybe like behind this or this and um and just like yeah asking questions over trying to figure it out because if you ask a question you don't have to have the answers and then it's it's also not putting responsibility on you to make anything happen Mm -hmm. um it's just like giving opportunity for change in someone else's life by asking a good good old question
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great point. Yeah, questions are uh such powerful tools that we forget to to use. I, I love that you brought that up. Mm.
0: So is there
1: stereotypes of your type that you feel like are not true of you personally? Okay. So I do think that there are some. I'm trying to think of what they what they might be. There was something I was listening to uh in the podcast of yours I was listening to that I thought, oh that's not me. I can't quite put my finger on it. It might be something about being kind of like passive mm. and, and that's something that I'm like, you know what? I'm not because I do, I do speak up and I, I know exactly what I want and I'm, but I think you did say that nines are pretty competitive.
0: They gave me, did you say that? I don't know that I said they were competitive. I, uh,
1: maybe you said nine wing eight.
0: Yeah. Nine wing eight would be, but I mean, they're very stubborn.
1: Nines are very stubborn. stubborn. Okay. Okay, well, I'm I'm very competitive, so that might be my mm. wing eight. Yeah. But there were some things that I thought I think I've grown out of, or maybe I used to be more passive, but then I've been like, no, I do have an opinion here. Like, you know, or I do, like, think something or, like, and so sometimes, yeah, so maybe that, but I don't know if I have a great answer for that. No, no, that's great.
0: <laughs> like, is
2: there anything that someone has said about the nine that maybe has, like,
1: hurt you or offended you? I think just that label of like the sin being like sloth, <laughs> you know, what an ugly yeah. word, <laughs> like not sloth, but I like how it was kind of relabeled self-forgetfulness. And then I thought, oh, that makes some much sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No offense to any
0: sloths out there. <laughs> yeah. You're cute. You go slow, but yeah, right. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I did, um, some Insta stories, yesterday, you know, asking people, you know, I, I did a post on how we process frustration by Enneagram type and ask in my stories, like, you know, what's your type and how, you know, how do you process through frustration or what triggers your frustration? And I had so much response from nines, like, mm-hmm. like I had, I had a lot of responses from nines on those stories. And I wonder what does it look like for you when you feel really strong frustration? How do you process that? And for any of our nine friends that are listening to this episode that are just in a place of feeling overwhelmed like how would you encourage them?
1: Well, I think processing frustration, I think like one of the things I've heard about nines is that it's it's hard for them like they have this like kind of like anger almost and it's hard for them to even like kind of acknowledge it or tap into it because they don't want to they don't want to like seem like they care too much or like something bothered them. And I will say I never realized that I was having that feeling because there was a lot of things happening in my life at one point where I felt like I was being like used, and I felt like you know, in relationships people were hurting me, and I just kind of kept being like, okay, it's fine, it's fine, you know. And I actually started working out, and when I was working out, like at the gym, I would feel this like anger in me, mm. like, and it was just like, and that was the way I would process it, and so like by working out going for a run it was like I was able to like press into like I feel really strongly about something and it wasn't until I started feeling like physical pain that I was like able to like connect with that or wow. acknowledge that so it might be weird but like no that's not weird. it's like when you yeah it's like when you push yourself to the limit like physically it's like you start to like be like oh ah, like I'm I'm so mad you know mm-hmm. and so I would recommend even like so like something I do is like jiu-jitsu or like if you would like do like sparring or like boxing like I would say things like that are incredibly empowering where you you can like hit stuff and like actually like be physically involved and like engage with like the way that you feel you know and like be able to like kind of like have like some source to to let that out
0: wow that's so good that's such great advice I love that so much I've I've actually heard that before that boxing is really great for type nines because it allows them to get like in their body in the present moment and engage mm-hmm. with their anger. So I love that. That's so good. All right. Well, um did you have any questions for us, Rachel? I oh. didn't ask her about strengths. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll do that one first. Okay. I <laughs> I just really want to know. <laughs> do you do you uh, know any of your other personality um, assessment results or like DISC, Myers-Briggs, strength mm-hmm. finders? Yeah. Or subtypes. Wing, we, you already mm-hmm. said you were a nine wing eight, but um, yeah.
1: Okay. So my DISC test, when I took my DISC test about six years ago, I was an SI, like strong S. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time I was like focused on serving someone else's vision and my my what I was doing was just serving someone um and so I really saw that strong but uh, I took it again and I was like a ds wow Um, yeah and which actually would make sense to me because I I constantly feel this conflict in me where I'm like really chill and like whatever but then I also have this thing in me that's like I want to like not dominate people but I just feel very like I I don't know I have this conflicting personality almost Mm -hmm. um that it comes out in different things I'm not entirely sure what my test is but that was my result gosh I love that yeah yeah it's so interesting I don't know what Um, the letters mean oh um Um. steady and stable is s and then d is like dominant and like okay well we should we should have an episode and most s's would probably be nines I would say
0: nines or fours you think so nines or fours I think even like ones, uh, twos could be s's. Sixes yeah. could be s's.
1: I stand corrected. Everyone can. A
0: that. three, a three would be a D, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like or I could, or f-
1: yeah or C five or six. Yeah, um, and then my strengths—I don't remember all my strengths, but I know my first one is restorative, and I forget. Over oh, later, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I should have written them down. Those are the two that I can't remember. <laughs>
2: I wonder if I yeah. have them those are good those are good nine ones too. I might have mm-hmm. them especially like relator and restorative together, I feel like because mm-hmm. you have a well rounded perspective of things with relator and then restorative yeah. to like use that perspective to um bring restoration, and I feel yeah. like that's a big nine thing yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I actually don't know like the full definitions of those strengths. I have.
0: I know. I, I think I really have your strengths.
1: You have my strengths. Rachel's. I bet I do. She Wait, writes them what do you down. mean, like written down? She
0: has yeah.
2: a spreadsheet of like everyone she's talked to.
0: I collect
1: the stuff. <laughs> you didn't know that, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Why really should funny. have? Actually, I have my list here. Do you want me to read you Yes. Them? yes. Okay. <laughs> so uh restorative relater, learner, intellection, and harmony are my harmony. top five.
2: Yeah.
1: That's that's the nine. Right. It's in totally like, a nine thing. In one yeah. word. Can get along. You know, I could have there could be someone who everybody hates. They're just like, this person is so horrible. We don't like to be around them. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I love to be rap. So it's not that you, it's not that you are
2: like looking past things. It's that you don't even see what the other people are seeing. Like, yeah, or like, like I, I feel don't like, mind it. Yeah, like I feel like some people would be like, "Oh, well, I'll just like be like forgiving, forgiving about this one trait, or like mm-hmm. you know, just be able to to look past maybe something like annoying or whatever." Mm-hmm. Whereas you would just be like, "What are y'all talking
0: about? That's crazy." Yeah, like they're they're fine. Like, what? are I'm strange Okay, I love I love that so much. So. Intellection to me is such a fascinating strength. It's really rare. Um, But yeah, it just means you're really in your head and and you think about things in a way that nobody else does. And I think I'm fascinated by people that have that because I don't understand it.
2: (laughs) I think that's definitely true of you, though. And I feel like it comes out in your responses to things are very like you just see things from a different perspective because you're processing quickly and like seeing every
0: point of view well and it's so you have that strategic thinking strength and then you have harmony which is in in relator which are your relational strengths and the other one and then you have learner which is also a a strategic thinking strength and that paired with intellection I bet you're like this whole wealth of knowledge that like we've never really tapped (laughs) it. Like I feel like in conversation, like I I haven't asked the right questions because you probably have so much to teach me that I haven't even. (laughs) (laughs) That's so
1: funny. Well, you know, I don't even realize it that I'm that I have that until I want to learn something new and then Mm -hmm. like, you know, diving into something new. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love learning. Like I could just Mm -hmm. learn constantly. Yeah.
0: And restorative is actually very much a type one strength. So, um, hmm. even though I think you probably are a wing A, like that—that's that's showing that connection to one as well, um, because you you see what is broken, what is missing, and and how how to fix it. And and it's a it's a really beautiful gift that you have. Um, and it can, I think, where as a nine, you know. Often nines get um, kind of stereotyped as optimist and that's not always true. And you're going to, you're going to not relate to that at all uh, because people with restorative strengths, they tend to see what's missing or what's broken most naturally. So I think that's really, really interesting. Um, Your strengths paired with your personality and gosh just what you do as an artist it it makes a lot of sense I I just I see it in your work you're fixing things that are broken using your brilliance and um gosh that's (laughs) that's so
2: true it's like your paintings are like a culmination of all of that
0: Rachel if anybody wants to follow your work where can they find you online um
1: rachellatteviewarts.com uh, or you can just like Bridge a Lot of You on Instagram. If you're listening to this next month, you can look up rachelmcdonaldart.com <laughs> and Rachel McDonald on Instagram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, I will put a link in the show notes in the description to your Instagram page and we will update it in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So excited for you. Thank it's you. Going to be awesome. I can't wait. That's it for today. Tune in next week. I don't know what we're going to be doing, but we're going to be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. We're done with the interview but series. We are so. officially done with our first series of interviews. Yay! <laughs> it's been fun it was been, been good so one. fun really incredible first round of interviews I'm so grateful for those of you who've been listening and sharing the podcast if you benefited from this episode if you learned something today if it ministered to you leave a review on iTunes follow us on Instagram at originalitypodcast and at my personal page at Personality, and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing I would like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis no man who bothers about originality will ever be original Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you'll become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.